You're listening to Season 1, Episode 14 of the Burgundy Blogcast. Brought to you by Burgundy Blog and usually hosted by Sports Channel 8, although not tonight. Give a listen as we discuss the Redskins' decisive and incredibly important win over the Buffalo Bills. And my co-host occasionally reprimands his tiny daughter in the background. Let's get it on. What's up, everybody? This is Brent from Burgundy Blog on Twitter at Burgundy Blog and on the interwebs at burgundyblog.com. Whoo! Awesome, awesome day of football so far. Incredibly exciting Redskins game, incredibly exciting Giants game. Both ended exactly the way that Redskins fans would have hoped for. Very excited to talk about it today. Uh, as you can tell, this show is not being introduced as it usually is by my regular producer, Hayes, from Sports Channel 8. He's out of commission for tonight. But I'm very pleased to have my friend and fellow obsessive Redskins fan and follower, Mike Honcho, here on the show again tonight. He stood in for Hayes a few weeks ago, and we had a good convo. So Honcho is back. You can follow him on Twitter, at doubleshift 8 uh, he's a good follow. He's a funny guy, smart, and really into the skins. So welcome, Mike Honcho. Thank you. Good to be back, Brent. Nice. Awesome to have you. You're a great, reliable stand-in. On a day like today, it's very easy. Yeah, somebody had to stand up, right? I mean, we couldn't go podless today. And there's the dagger. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, now we have a cameo by Honcho's. Baby daughter Lucy. What's what's up? <laughs> All right, let's pause for station identification. She was quiet for like twenty three minutes. <laughs> this is so unprofessional. Um, so how about that game? What do you think? I will say gotta be the most fun watching a game since two thousand and twelve. What do you think? Mm, yeah. Um that's probably true. I mean, considering just, you know, the stage, the circumstances, uh, extremely fun game. I mean, there's been there's been other fun games this year. Uh, Redskins had a, uh, you know, had that awesome uh, uh, comeback win against Tampa Bay that was good, and then they had that other. Who did they dominate? Which team did they run over? Uh, New Orleans. Yeah. So this, yeah. this was like the New Orleans game, but like you said, just on the bigger stage where we needed it. Yeah. So... Exactly. Yeah, the New Orleans game was fun because they did so well, but this was just like, you know, uh, a team that uh, I think, you know, their record isn't so hot either. They're officially eliminated today. I mean, nobody thinks they're world beaters, but the Bills, you know, have a, a you know famous coach, uh, a lot of star power, and, and just to have it come when it did. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. That might have been the most fun, the most enjoyable watching experience since RG3's rookie year. And I think the Bills, at least from – what I thought going in, I just thought they were a matchup problem for us on mm-hmm. a number of different areas. It might just be my natural Redskins pessimism, but 
I was just surprised to see it, see us take it to them like that because I, I kind of put them in the same realm as us. Like I thought this would have been a back and forth yeah. field goal game, sixteen to thirteen kind of kind of deal. So yeah. for us to hammer them like that in the first half, and then you know if, so if awesome. Crowder doesn't Crowder doesn't drop that punt. Um, yeah, who knows what happens? They were, I think, they were about to drop the hammer there. I mean, if they go up twenty-four or twenty-eight, nothing. Uh, I mean, because he's fielding that punt, you know, like already inside, uh, you know, opposing territory there. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he would return that to the thirty-five easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was going to be a score for sure. I think that would have been a death now. Uh, I'm with you on the matchup thing, though. I was worried about one guy in particular, and I bet I bet you were thinking same. But Redskins have have a long history of uh really uh doing poorly and and uh, poorly defending mobile quarterbacks. Yes, I was I was worried about the same same exact thing. And it and it, and it really, you know, first half, although they got out to that big lead in some ways it was playing out like that. I mean, Tyrod Taylor had uh, you know, those first couple of Bills possessions. The Redskins defense was like doing well forcing the Bills into some third and longs, but he kept scrambling and converting. Like had a couple of first downs he really had no business getting, but he did it with his legs. Yeah, uh Tyrod uh he reminded me of somebody uh that I've seen the past two years though. Um uh, stays in the pocket a long time, doesn't find anybody open, <laughs> runs to the left, runs to the right. You're right. Um yeah, yeah, in some ways there were a lot of similarities to the game he showed today. Um, to RG3's game. Of course, he did, you know, in sort of like semi-garbage time, had a couple of nice, nice pat. The one, you know, that first t- long touchdown to uh, Watkins after the ridiculously botched uh, challenge play, uh, that was a nice ball. We're going to talk more about that challenge where O'Leary clearly stepped out. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah we need that, to actually, yeah, to both that. of his touchdowns, that second one was, a, was yes, a nice ball too. you're right, you're right. Yeah, so he made some good throws, but... But yeah, there's some similarities between Tyrod Taylor and RG3's game, I think, in terms of um, not really relying on uh, reading through all your progressions and using your athleticism. But I mean, we got to talk about, I think, let's let's cut right to the heart here. Let's talk about Cuz. Um, Cuzzo was lights out today, right? I mean, the if the paycheck's not out, yeah. I don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, I, I, I just... Whew. I mean, this season has been like uh, this this uh, path of kind of like slowly, you know, I think realizing his potential and 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 his identity, and I, you know, his numbers over the last month, month and a half of the season have been sterling. Even in losses, he's played fairly well. He's been he's put the Redskins in position to win almost every game. I mean. Um, Couple couple bad losses to really good teams, uh, you know, in in the Patriots and the Panthers. But even in those games, you know, the Redskins weren't really losing because of him, and they've they've really started winning not in spite of him, but because of him. Yeah, he, I mean, he's doing it with zero running game too. Like you know, earlier in yeah. the year, hey Lucy, <laughs> earlier in the year, I mean, he's. He, when he was looking good, I think a lot of people said, well, he's looking good, but that, those are in the games when everything's happening right. around him. Yeah. I mean, these last four games, his stats are ridiculous, and he's, you know, we're basically a pass-first offense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going, the whole thing's going through him. I'm with you. That's an awesome point. The running game absolutely sucks. I mean, it's these past couple weeks here, it's doing just enough 
Morris and Jones are kind of doing just enough to at least force other teams to acknowledge the threat, which I think helps the play action a little bit and helps him a little. But it's just it's still a, a below average running offense, and uh, he's making it happen. I think did he account for five touchdowns today, including his fifth rushing touchdown? I mean, he's he's actually. You know, nobody talks about – it's not like he's some, you know, magician scrambler, but, like, he can make plays with his feet, too, and um, he's he's being careful with the ball. He did everything you could have asked for today. He's had two NFC Offensive Player of the Weeks this year, granted against bad defenses, but he has so wildly uh, surpassed, you know, even the most optimistic expectations this year. Hats off to Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's the man right now. He is, and I think the the two things or the two things that I saw that really stuck out stuck out to me about the game today was him underthrowing Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I was, level bingo, with the, I was gonna say that. Good call. Love with the D back because you know that wasn't that he didn't luck into that. I mean, like that he right. knows now how to throw it to Deshaun Jackson. Right. I mean that that showed me complete trust. That showed me complete confidence. Um, and then the third and sixteen, yep. the third and sixteen probably showed me a couple different things. One that was a absolute laser yep to garcon right yes but then also just the fact that gruden called that play yeah i mean you know i think instead of like some uh you know uh shotgun handoff or short of the short of the sticks i mean when it's 13 16 earlier in the year we're not throwing that beyond the sticks yeah yeah we're throwing yeah we're he's calling a draw and he's like just don't fumble the punt right so I mean that that showed me a lot, and, and uh, I read on Twitter. Did you see that Cousins actually set two franchise records today? Wow! No, most uh, most three hundred yard games in oh franchise history. Wow! And most completions in franchise history for the season um, are records. So that I mean, it, it actually kind of goes to show you. I mean, yeah. when we in, don't get in in fourteen games, yeah, yeah, and we really haven't had many great quarterbacks, have we? <laughs> like, I mean, like ever. Certainly not lately. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't really know what more we can say. I mean, he's. Um, I wasn't the biggest Kirk Cousins doubter or skeptic of them all, but I, I, I certainly felt he had quite a lot to prove, and he um, took over this offense at the beginning of the season under far worse than ideal circumstances. He didn't get the benefit of a full off season and preseason's worth of starter reps. Uh, he, you know, he, he, he's playing in one of the most intense media markets in the, in NFL. Um, and he, everybody doubted him and he was in the shadow of, of the guy that, you know, the Redskins traded three drafts for. Um, and he just kind of like put his head down and I'm incredibly impressed. And, you know, but before the game today, I guess, like, uh, I think it was lock on four. I was tweeting and kind of breaking so to speak the fact that the Redskins brass is is you know basically sold on him now and they're ready for him to be their quarterback not only of the present but also quote of the future and I think that's kind of ambiguous phrasing intentionally um, because it's hard to know if that means anything more than definitely the guy for next year right now but he definitely should be the guy for next year right now he's going to get paid whether whether it's a short or long-term extension or if they wait until the the free agency period starts or or you know when they have exclusive still have exclusive negotiating rights before free agency starts he's either going to get a, a, a substantial contract or he may legitimately get franchised now because there's no way they can let him get away so you know what what does that mean 
my mind jumps to what does that mean for Gruden? I think, you know, and this is another guy that, you know, Gruden in particular, I was far colder on uh, going into the year, and I kind of wanted him out. And, you hated Gruden. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I was strongly anti Gruden since, you know, halfway through last season. Um, and and I and I heard people saying, "Hey, it's his first year as a as a head coach. He's a rookie coach. He needs to grow." I guess I get it. Um, I still even then thought that you know he he failed to show certain like fundamental qualities that a head coach should have in terms of um, you know how to handle speaking in public, uh, how to manage egos and personalities, uh, how to distribute responsibility. I had major doubts. I'm not saying you know, and, and then I, on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think with Hayes, I was saying that I had sort of at least come all the way back to neutral. And, and I still, you know, it's not obvious to me that, hey, he's the man here for a long time, but um, he's done enough. Like, he now he finally slayed two dragons uh, or got two monkeys off his back by getting that road win, which was his first since Dallas last year, and then and then today in winning his second game in a row. And, uh, you know, so he's he's showing the Redskins something. And then if you talk about Cousins, if in fact he gets extended – I think that any kind of multi-year deal for Cousins, I mean, it's got to mean that Gruden's here. I would say it makes him a big favorite to finish his contract, but certainly uh, makes him pretty secure for at least two more seasons, right? Yeah, I think he's definitely got to be back. I mean, I think, as we talked about before, Gruden kind of went all in on Cousins. I think that bet is proving to be proving to pay off. He yep. definitely made the right call. I don't yep. think anybody can, can doubt that anymore. And, you know, I, I think his – his offense, and um, especially today, I was really impressed with the uh, first down aggressiveness. Yeah, yep. that's that was kind of long overdue. But um, you know, when you, I don't know how many I didn't see the stats on how many times they threw on first down, yeah. but it was clear that they were not scared of uh, of Cousins kind of just yeah hanging it all out there today. I agree. That was an obvious and key change. Um, yeah, they've been these past couple of weeks just. First first down, so, you know, two-thirds, three-quarters of the time, just running for one and two yards, and then mixing it up made a big difference, jumping out to that three-touchdown lead. That was sweet. Um, let's see, what else to talk about? How about Deshaun Jackson? Hey, I know you said he's not coming back, but uh, I, I, I saw the hug from McLuhan after the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be hugging him pretty much, too, if I saw yeah. what, what he put up today. Yeah, there have been points uh, for much of this year I thought it, it, it seemed unlikely to me, and in, even as recently as a week or two ago, uh, it just seems in, in many ways like Jackson doesn't quite match that McLuhan mold of um, you know what he envisions in a player. I think he wants to get bigger at receiver. I think he wants to get stronger and sturdier and somebody that can block. But uh, you you can't – I mean, we're beating a dead horse at this point on this pod, but, like, he is instant offense. I mean, you cannot deny – there's absolutely – there are other – he's not the best receiver in the game. I mean, you've got Odell Beckham and you've got Antonio Brown, and, and he, you know, can't really go over the middle, and he's not a possession-type guy, and he's never going to block for you worth a damn. But he makes – I mean, he makes things happen down the field that nobody else does. That speed is just on another level. Um, when he decides he wants to to kick it into gear, um, you know, and then and Cousins is, Cousins actually was pretty good throwing to, to Jackson when he played last year too. But um, you know, now that they've they've had a few games worth of of chemistry to develop, I, I think just like you said earlier, that that ball that he clearly intentionally underthrew and gave him a chance for a long score. Um, you know, they're they're dialed in. Uh, 
I think you bring him back. I mean, you just you can't. You'll be chasing that production just the way Chip Kelly is now. I mean, if you if you if you cut him or trade him or you know let him walk. Yeah, I think it, just the potential that he can score any time on any play. Right. Uh, I just it's, it's it's hard to replace that. But remind me, like what what is his contract situation? He's he's still signed under next year. I think right? he's actually still technically under contract for two more years. Um, next year is like a real year where if they cut him, for example, it would be a big um, it would be a big dead cap hit of like nine million or something. Uh, okay. I think the following year, 2017, basically voids. So, um, like they could they could move on from him with basically no penalty after next year, I think. But yeah, I, I'm feeling more and more like they're just gonna um, put up with his fragility and the fact that uh, you know he's he's probably um, never going to be the most intense practice player and that he's going to beg off on Wednesdays if he uh you know bumps his knee but like you just can't replicate or substitute what he does yeah I think I think if we had five guys like that I think it might be a problem but I think if if you're that good at what you do I think you just kind of deal with that yep um let's let's get let's get back to so this play uh you know in the in the second half where uh Tyrod goes out to his his I guess rookie or second year tight end O'Leary, uh, kind of like out out to the right sideline, and he makes a nice play, and he fairly clearly steps out, but then he picks up twenty or thirty more yards, and they they rule him inbounds right during uh, that, that that he had maintained uh, you know that that he was still inbounds during during the play, and so Gruden barely gets off the red flag to challenge. And I mean, am I taking crazy pills, Honcho? Like he was out, right? He was pretty clearly out by at least one, maybe both angles, right? I, I thought it was a, I thought it was clear. I yeah. mean, I, a couple people are tweeting me that it's inconclusive, but you know, I I got a still. Somebody tweeted me a, a, a zoomed in still, and it's like half his foot is on the line. Yeah, now that that was the one thing I was looking for on the TV broadcast. Well, I was waiting for the zoom in still. Yeah, and they never showed they it on really, TV. Yeah, so, they usually so I, do that. Yeah, and uh, so I was like, well, maybe you know, maybe the zoom in still was showed something weird, like it was hovering over the line. But I, I, I saw that I saw that the the still that you had on your Twitter, and I yeah. was like, that that looks pretty darn clear. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you can go, it's not conclusive, but then, but then it just it starts making me philosophical about. Like literally, what is conclusive? I mean, it's just everybody looked at everybody on Twitter. The second they show it, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's coming back thirty yards. And then you know, the both you know, Moose Johnson's on there going, yep, well, it's pretty obviously that one's gonna they're gonna pull that one back. So like, I, I get that the ref has to do what he thinks is right, and I don't think that he has to necessarily agree with me. But if everyone in America is looking at that thing, expecting it to come back. <laughs> something's wrong, right? Shouldn't it come back? Like they have, I don't know what you do to this system, but you can't take a five minute break to kill the action and then come back with a result that satisfies no one. Yeah. I, I mean, you know who, uh, I know, I know Zabe. I've been listening to Zabe for probably like 10 years yeah, and he's, and he's, said, he's, so, he's always so said anti, replay's terrible. Yeah. Anti-replay. Yeah. And he's very anti-replay. And, I, and it's only been the past couple of years that I've started to agree with him. I mean, like, it, they're at the point now. I think the refs are in their own heads, right? And I, 
like I, I think they're just head cases. Yeah. I think they're just they're overthinking. They're yeah. they're they're doubting their doubts. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they're they're being so extra scrutinized now with all the you know so many. But you know, I, I don't know if it's been more bad calls this year, but some more so much more publicity or notoriety for the bad calls. Um, so I I, th- I think that is an issue. I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess I it, I should be able to wrap this up with a brilliant suggestion. But and if it takes a minute, okay. But it shouldn't take longer than that. It's two thousand. It's almost two thousand sixteen. They need to figure out a way to make this faster and more reliable, or they need to ditch the whole thing and just you know basically have everything stand, which has plenty of its own problems. But you know you can't, in my opinion. You can't have this uh, sort of magic thing floating out there as an option for coaches that that adds so much time to an already very long game, and then have it still not solve the problem. Yeah, completely agree. And, and I think the I think maybe the reason uh, that replay has gotten worse is because the technology has gotten better, uh-huh. and we can slow things down so much right. that the that's what gives the refs time to completely psych out and. Yeah. And you know, over over analyze. I, I heard somebody I don't remember who it was that said, you know, I think I think each replay you give the ref four chances to watch it in real speed uh-huh, uh-huh, and, and then make the call again. Yeah, yeah. I like that yeah, because that's interesting. Yeah, because then then you know it, it, it's still a judgment call, uh-huh. but if it's very clear, the ref is going to make the right call. Yeah. Um, so you're saying he's not allowed to go slow mo? Yeah, I I, I think I that's think it's a, it's a real speed game. I've seen more. I think I've seen more. You're right because the plays change. I mean, the plays look yeah. different, and and it's not necessarily more accurate or more real what you see in slow mo. I mean, it, you could make a good case that you know uh, that's that's interesting. The more I think about it, you can make a good case that what you see maybe after a couple takes in real time is a more real representation of what happened than what you're seeing in slow mo. Right, and if you can't tell a difference after watching it four straight times from you know whatever all the different angles are, then it's not conclusive, and you leave it. Yeah, yeah, they got to work on it. I I got to imagine that uh, that that and then just sort of streamlining rules. Obviously, the catch rule, but some other things they've got to make. Uh, I I think they've tried too hard to make the rules like fair and correct instead of making them practical. And so, like I'm, I don't think too many. You know, I don't think people care too much about what the definition of a catch is. There just needs to be one, and it needs to be readily attainable by the guy watching the play. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree about they that. they got to do something about that. Uh, let's see. Did you see – how about how about after that uh, – I guess after the last touchdown, kind of the clincher, and, uh, and that crowd, by the way, I mean, I wasn't there, but – that crowd looked pretty hyped today, and they were you could hear those "you like that" cheers coming through <laughs> on the broadcast. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, and, that was that was awesome. And then he and he does it. He points and he chants <laughs> with them. I mean, how do you feel? I got a, a little bit of a mixed bag on that. Most fans on my Twitter were like loving that and getting pretty pumped, and some some people I think they were mostly fans of other teams were like kind of ridiculing that. What are your thoughts on on him? Like, what, you know, what was the ridicule? I mean, you know, it's I, I. Part of me is like not sure how I feel about him kind of like joining in on his own catchphrase. You know, I don't think he's gone out of his way to to like make that happen to make you like that a thing. Um, you know, he did the shirts for charity. Uh, if it hadn't been for charity, that would have cheesed me maybe a little. 
Um, but it, it, it did happen to be for what I what I actually know from personal experience is an excellent charity, International Justice Mission. But um, I mean, yeah, to me, I, I thought I thought it was good. I think he has a good attitude about it. I, you know, he's not um, arrogance is not something that you need to worry about with him. No, I think it would have been different if I think if he was like doing the drum major thing, yeah. like to yeah. the and leading it. But I mean, he he what did he just mouth it once? And yeah, smile? It, I mean, as far as I could tell, yeah, it certainly wasn't like he was making a big deal. I, I like it. I thought it was funny. I think he's got a good sense of humor about it. Um, did you see Swaggy after the game? No, what did he do? Oh, you have to look it up. Swaggy went crazy <laughs> after the game on the field. No, in the locker room, oh. the, same, the same place where Cousins did the original. You like oh, that? Oh, yeah. He he went. You like that, and he like raised it six decibels. Uh, yeah, he Swaggy's been like the number one guy that's really, um, uh, you know, breathing weekly life into you like that, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's but big, but I, I mean, but that's kind of. I, I just thought it was awesome. I, like, and I think this, uh, I'm a big believer in chemistry, and I think you know something like that. You see, like the fans taking a hold of it. You see the players taking a hold of it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that stuff makes a difference. Yeah. Um, I, I, last year and even into this year, I mean, Cousins, it's pretty clear he's a good guy. Everybody likes him. I think you can trust him. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that he's ever been, uh, unlikable or, or I think even really rubbed people the wrong way, but I did start to get for a period, a little bit tired of his just cliches at the podium. And it was almost a little too much. Like he was always trying to, you know, give the right answer. Um, it's not that he's changed dramatically, but somehow to me now it's like more, more believable. It's like more clearly genuine. What do you think? I mean, what's, what's your take on him? Like, like, how do you, do you, how how do you just like feel about him? How do you, what do you think about watching him or hearing him talk? I've always liked hearing him talk. I've always thought he was, he always said the right things. I, I, I can, I can see where you might get a little irritated that they're too cliche, but coming from where, where we've been, um, where everything has been like, Every press conference, there was always the head scratcher, like, "Well, did he really mean that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, you're just trying to convince yourself that no, he didn't really mean to say that he was the best quarterback in the league, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, I, I think, I think he's a he, he's always been a guy that's very easy to root for because of how humble he is, how yeah. you know, seems like he has the respect of the of the locker room. So, um, so yeah, I, I couldn't be happier for for Cousins, and I, I hope. Uh, I hope I hope we do pay him because I think you know yeah. he's going to make us pay more if we wait if we wait it much longer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, t- to me, he's he's become very easy and enjoyable to root for. I mean, I'm I, I don't I I think I still have fairly realistic and measured um, expectations for his long term out outlook. But he's a guy that I I like watching him play now. I like pulling for him. I think I'm I'm prepared to live with some mistakes because they will come back. I mean, he's hot, but you know he he'll even even last week he had a couple of really boneheaded throws. One got picked and one didn't. But uh, he's going to do that sometimes. But there's enough good now that you, I think you got to live with it. And um, I, I'm I I think you know just like you said, Gruden made the right call at the beginning of the season, and I'm ready to ride with him. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. And I and I will I, I think this because you know even even in his best games this year. Cousins has made at least one throw. Yeah. You're like, okay, that should have been picked. Right. I'm I didn't not sure he see had any today. Did he have yeah, one? Yeah, I did not see one yeah. today. I mean, he was just – he was stellar today. Uh, he was short when he needed to be short. He went he went long with accuracy and effectiveness. Uh, he had that awesome hard count for a first down. 
to draw yes. them off sides. That yes. was beautiful. Uh, he just was, especially in that first half, he was like on another level, and I'm 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 in. Um, he's at least an average starting quarterback or better, and when he's on his when he's on his game, he's clearly better. So, um, you know, figure out a way to make it work, and and if it means that he and Gruden are packaged, then uh, I think you fine fine marry that package, um, or at least uh, at least lease it, you know, for a few years and. Let let them kind of do their thing while McLuhan builds a, a team around them, and you get yourself back back to respectability uh, pretty quickly. And I, I'm just interested to see if they build off this uh, this kind of pass first thing they did this week, yeah. Because I think that will eventually, and you saw it towards the end of the game where we broke off a couple runs there. But mm-hmm. you know, if if you if you pass well, which he can do, and get those seven-yard chunks pretty easily on first down, that's yeah. going to open up those runs for a struggling running exactly. game. Exactly. And, and, and a, a big part of it is a guy who I don't even know how we haven't mentioned his name yet, but, I mean, hello, Jordan Reed. Oh, man, yeah, I was, I was, about, to, I was about to jump on him. I mean, if he could block, he would <laughs> I mean, he would, he would be the not great, a good blocker. No, he's not oft penalized. But this guy, I mean, we've known he's good. But I'm not going to lie. I did not know he was this good. I mean, no, has he no, been no. this good, but he's just been hurt, so it's been holding him back? Or did he find some kind of new – you know, you read you read stuff about him, and I read a lot of – I think John Kime had uh, written some, some stuff or published many quotes about uh, about him from Logan Paulson, uh, having watched him in practice this week. And they're saying that he's really, like, become much more advanced in practice, and he's, like, visual, visualizing the defense, and, and he's just a much more sophisticated route runner and planner now. But the guy has kicked it into another level. He is a he is a bona fide star. He's you know basically just doing whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean he's he's almost at the. I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean it's looking like Gronk territory as far yeah. as he's not guardable. It doesn't look like. Yeah, it was. I, I, mean, I haven't I haven't seen one person cover him. He's yeah, he's too big for the DBs. He's too fast for the linebackers. And they they actually, I was wondering, you know, they're in the third quarter. They like they kind of got away from him. And and I'm, I mean, he's the kind of guy where I'm just like, you have to keep him involved all game, every game. I mean, he needs double digit targets. Um, you know, he got two touchdowns today. But it's like just when when he's dialed in, I think you just go to him and go to him and just go for the throw. Just let him bury somebody. Yeah, I, I would like to throw at him one time and see the pass defended. Before right. I stop, exactly. Going. Make them and stop I, it. I think we were probably yelling the same thing at the TV because on the third quarter, I kept yelling, "Like, where why are we forgetting Reed?" Yeah, yeah. Remember, you have the freak show. And show, they got it back him. a little bit, but um, oh, so exciting! I mean, the guy is just whew, in the red zone. What a weapon! They're gonna have to. One of my buddies texted me, uh, "What do we do if he holds out?" Because I mean, he's now. I think he's scheduled to make less than a million next year, and you know, he's a he's a he's a weapon that you can't they have to lock him down i mean he i would, it, I would and, think and if you're him dumb. and you've had all these injuries and you're kind of fragile i mean i think he probably he might hold out for sure and if they got to figure out a way to, to lock him down yeah I, I do worry i thought he got a concussion today yeah he got hit he got hit he got hit high i, I wondered that too but you got the, this offense with deshaun jackson and jordan reed you got you know you got jackson taking the top off and then Reed, kind of at whatever level he wants. You got Garcon as your, um, you know, chain mover. And if you can add a blocking tight end, or you know, if either if either Niles Paul or Logan Paulson can come back and be good, or if you draft one high or find one, 
Um, and then if you can get some sort of consistency in your running game, like all of a sudden this offense is pretty legit, and then the defense has been playing so much better. It's like the, the rebuild is potentially kind of like in accelerated mode here. I think so, and I think you know if if Cousins continues to show the signs that he's showing today, you know, with the the increased chemistry and the increased knowing of where guys are and kind of knowing guys' speed and knowing guys where where guys want the ball, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, we could be dangerous. Yeah, and then you you only get better by having a guy be your starter for you know consecutive seasons, which well. it seems like. <laughs> Redskins just don't do, um, right. but uh, it's just it, you, it's, it it makes you feel good to think about the upside at least. I mean, I don't know. You, you can you can get a little carried away, but um, it's promising. So, and then in the division, you know, we had we barely talked about the Giants, but like man, they almost mounted a historic comeback against the the undefeated Panthers. There, I was very glad to see them uh, ultimately lose in in devastating and crushing uh, fashion. Um, that was the that was the ice cream topping. Yeah, really, really enjoyable after after Odell Beckham's uh, extreme heel turn uh, in that game where Josh uh, Norman was clearly deep inside his head, and then uh, Beckham had that ridiculous play where he should have been ejected for spearing him in the helmet, but he wasn't. And then Beckham has the, the this predictable uh, game tying touchdown and goes crazy. Uh, with how long, you know, Cam had like a minute and a half, I think after that, but, yep. uh, Cam drives him down like the MVP that he is. They kick a field goal. Good old Graham Gano, uh, ices that one for the, the Panthers. So very glad to see the Giants lose. Now we've got, uh, we need to see Philly lose tonight against Arizona. It's, it's in Arizona, right? Uh, I think it's in Philly actually. Oh, darn it. I was hoping it was, a, it was a night game because it was on the West coast. No, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's in, I think it's in Philly, but I guess no matter what, like I was trying to. Next it week is still. It is in Philly. I mean, next week is the game, no matter what. Next week is the Even game. If, All right. Well, it's been a good one. I have uh, really enjoyed having my buddy Mike Honcho here uh, to stand in for Hayes. Uh, like I said, you can and should follow Mike on uh, Twitter at Double Shift Eight and uh, follow me at Burgundy Blog. Thank you all for joining us. I hope everyone has uh, a tremendously happy and safe holiday season and Merry Christmas to everybody Uh, we'll be back on the flip side after Philly it'll be big time peace